All names, characters, events, and times are strictly coincidental and completely dreamed up by our subconscious. Dreams can be influenced by personal experiences and the media. However, the events in our dreams are completely ours. Some dreams may be upsetting or disturbing to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Thanks for joining us, and remember, it's just a dream. Just a Dream, the podcast where we share our dreams and sometimes even analyze yours. My name is Hawa and thank you so much for joining me tonight as I tell you another one of my crazy dreams. I really appreciate it. Hey! Hey! How are you? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been gone a while. I literally... <laughs> I literally told you that I'm fixing my upload schedule, I'm going to be more consistent, and then I just disappeared without a trace. I am so sorry. That is so rude. (laughs) That is so rude. I apologize. What had happened was life just got in the way, if I'm completely honest. Um, Work was really busy. I'm trying to get back into school, so that was taking up my time, all of that. The main reason why I was gone was uh, this is not my first time recording this episode. This is my 15th time recording this episode. Yeah, you heard me right. 15th time recording this episode. All the way through. All the way through. And this thing kept happening where I would record the entire episode. Then I would put it in my little editor thing and the whole file would be corrupt. I couldn't use it. I couldn't use anything. And I couldn't figure out why. But now I know why. It was because there was a fucking, there was a, there was a little nasty gremlin virus on my fucking laptop. And she was sitting there like, <laughs> and corrupting my files. But she got kicked out. She was evicted. She wasn't paying rent. So she's gone now. And now I can finally record this episode and edit it without any issue. Knock on wood. One more time for safety, bitch, because. Because I've been struggling. So I'm going to just get right into the episode. I'm not going to dilly dally any longer because I already know how long this episode's going to be and it's already fucking long. So let me just get right into it. Before I do, two super quick things I want to tell you. Number one, in the description box of this episode, there are links to help with what's going on in Ukraine, a bunch of places where you can donate if you can. I highly encourage you to check out those links and donate if you're able. And if you're not, still check out the links, share them around. I'm planning to donate when I get this paycheck because it's about to be juicy. <laughs> Mama, I've been working. I've been working. So I'm going to donate. So you can join me. If not, that's perfectly fine. Number two, also in the description box, is a link 
to my Discord server. What? I created a diff. I created a Discord server for the podcast um, that you guys can join so we can like talk, you know, get to know each other, talk about dreams, talk about other mundane things. Um, I'm planning to do a, a bake with me live on Discord for the one year anniversary. That was like a long ass time ago. <laughs> it was all the way in February. Eat. But uh, I'm planning to do something on there. I'm planning to do events, do live dream analysis, do movie nights, all that jazz. I think it'll be really, really fun. So go ahead and join the Discord. Let's have a good time. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. In today's episode, we are finally, finally going to start the dream series that I've been hyping up for a while now. I talked about it in my analyzing my recent nightmares. I talked about it in my astrology bonus episode. I I've talked about it a bunch of different times. That is the dream series between the sun and the stars. And I'm so excited to start this dream with you guys because it is probably one of the best dreams I've ever had. It was so intense and so there was so much detail in this dream that it felt like I shifted into like a alternate universe. Like it was crazy. It's definitely one of my top 10. I've actually shared three of my top 10 dreams with you. This will be the fourth one I'm sharing. Uh, the first one was episode one. <laughs> uh, Loki, I think one of the best dreams. I probably shouldn't have start with like the best dream I had, but lost memories. That's one of them. Vision of Gideon, even though it was a very sad dream, it was pretty cool and intense and the first dream series i shared uh bird set free which if you haven't listened to that go listen to that episode one is called the forgotten children absolutely phenomenal yeah it's it's up there it's really good i had this dream i actually had this dream before we started the podcast while we were planning to when Elle and i were planning and creating the podcast i actually had this dream and this dream was originally supposed to be the first dream series that I was supposed to do before everything changed. So it's been a long time coming, a long time coming. And like I said, I recorded this 15 different times. So extra long time coming. This dream is heavily, heavily influenced by Harry Potter dark the aesthetic of dark academia you know if you know you know uh kind of like gothic shit just google it i don't know <laughs> i i'm shit at explaining stuff but dark academia it has a lot of influence from like i said harry potter i'm a big potterhead hufflepuff stand up yes i'm a hufflepuff don't don't judge me okay hufflepuff is like the best house i won't argue with you okay but Harry Potter, it has, if you know the visual game choices, it has a lot of visual novels. The Elementalist is one of those visual novels, heavily influenced by The Elementalist, as well as Avatar The Last Airbender, specifically Legend of Korra stuff. But also the original series as well has big influences in the stream. Winx Club, <laughs> literally Winx Club influence the stream so many things i know book series also influence the stream heavily i can't remember what it's called but if you know you know and if you don't know i don't know either <laughs> and 
Also, a big thing that plays in the stream is Fulani mythology. So I talk about this like all the time. I feel like I'm so annoying when I talk about it. Like, oh my God, I'm Fulani. But <laughs> I am from the Fulani tribe in West Africa, specifically Gambia. And it's a big part of my identity. And so there's some mythology in this dream that plays a big role. A disclaimer for that, this is the mythology that I specifically grew up on with what my parents and what my family told me. It might not be the same mythology that you grew up on. You might be sitting there like, that is not correct. And that's okay. But this is just what I grew up on and how it influenced my dream. Okay? Okay. Another thing that is in this dream is a K-pop idol. There is a K-pop idol that plays a major role in this dream. A huge role. Humongous role in this dream. Uh, If you listen to my Analyzing Recent Nightmares episode, bonus episode, I literally told you who it was. Uh, If you haven't, don't go listen to it. Stay here. Stay here, okay? I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint. Um, This idol, their birthday is... February 14th. That's hint number one. Second hint is they are an Aquarius. If you, I feel like that's redundant, whatever. Third hint is they sing in their group. They're like a singer. And uh, fourth hint is they are also kind of like an actor. They've been, they've been acting. You know, yeah, that's all I'm gonna give you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna let you figure out who it is as I tell the dream. I think the last thing you need to know is some information that I have in the dream that you guys don't have. So number one is this dream takes place in New York when I was going to my college, and. In this dream, I'm specifically a commuter. So instead of living in the dorms, it's ba- I'm basically at my dorm location, but it's important to know that I'm a commuter. So I I live, I'm born and raised in New York. New York is all I know. And number two is in this dream, I am adopted. So my original parents, uh, they're gone. Don't exist, okay? I got new parents, okay? I got John and Sarah... Lewinsky. <laughs> I just came up with that on the spot. I never found out their names. But John and Sarah Lewinsky, those are my new parents. Okay. My my old parents don't know where they are. Okay. They, they don't exist. Okay. Never had them. But that's two information that's two important things that come up later in the dream that you need to know. Other than that, I think that's all the information you need some background information. Now let's get into the dream between the sun and the stars. So the dream starts with me in another dream. Dreamception in this bitch, okay? And in that dream, I'm sitting on the roof of this humongous farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. I don't know why I'm there. I don't even know how I got there. I don't even know who owns this farmhouse, right? But I have a I have an inkling on who might own this because a few inches next to me there is this old man who's also sitting on the roof looking up at the sky, paying me no mind. 
I can't see his face very well, but I can see what he's wearing, and he's wearing this humongous kaftan. If you don't know what that is, it's basically like a gown, this like gown with like really large sleeves. And his, the one he's specifically wearing, is like made for a king. It is humongous. It's made for royalty. And his is specifically white with gold etching all around it. And he also has like a hat that matches his kaftan. And he's not paying attention to me. He's staring up at the sky. So I look up at the sky because I'm like, what's so great about this sky? I look up and I see why. Because this sky is mwah, magnificent. Chef's kiss. The sky is like this beautiful blend of blues and blacks and purples, like a perfect ombre. And it's covered in stars. The brightest stars I have ever seen in my entire life so bright you can see the constellations as clear as day you can see the big dipper you can see the little dipper you can see orion's belt you can see all of them and the north star particularly looks so bright that it almost looks like the sun like that's how bright it is and i'm just staying at the sky in awe i'm drinking it all in because you know kind of like in this moment i'm like oh this is a dream like this is not real and that's okay because I'm I'm gonna enjoy this moment so I'm drinking it all in I'm enjoying the view and suddenly the man next to me starts to point at the sky frantically frantically like his hand is shaking he's pointing at it and he's trying to say something to me but I don't understand what he's trying to say it, it sounds like he's like gargling right like while he's talking so I look over at him and I'm like I'm sorry sir what do you um I, I didn't I didn't get that what what are you trying to say and he looks like annoyed and he points at the scar the the scar he points at the sky even like harder and like angrier and he's pointing at it and I don't know what he's pointing at I'm trying to see what he's pointing at but I don't know what and he tries to speak again but he's like arr, arr, arr. I can't understand him so I'm like sir are you okay like this man's old so I'm like are you okay do we need to like we can go back to the house I can get you some water maybe you need to like lie down all of a sudden he drops his hand and he slowly looks towards me and I understand why he can't speak his entire face with the exception of his lower jaw is missing it's completely gone it looks like as if someone scooped it out and I obviously gasp and I'm staring at him and in that moment I'm scared like I'm terrified but I'm never scared of him I'm scared of what happened to him and like his how frantic he is of, of telling me something and I can't understand him and I can't help him that's the type of fear I'm feeling and so he suddenly grabs me and he he's trying to say something and I just don't understand what he's saying. And I'm like crying and I'm like, I'm so sorry, sir. I don't understand what you're saying. Like, I want to help you. I really want to help you, but I don't know what's going on. And that's when I wake up, shoot up from my bed and I look around and I'm like, oh, okay, I will calm down. It was just a dream. It was just that stupid nightmare that you always have, right? In this dream, that dream <laughs> that I had is a recurring dream that I always have, always. And I never figure out what the old man wants from me or anything or how he's related to me. But 
it, it's always very jarring just because as as I mentioned before on the podcast actually I don't know I might have but I'm really sensitive towards older people like the elderly especially I don't like when bad stuff happens to them I get really sad when I see them eating alone like <laughs> I have a very sensitive spot for the elderly so you can imagine that this dream stresses me the fuck out but I can't think about that right now I can't think about how this dream freaking sucks and stresses me out and I you know I could analyze and all of that but I look at the time and it's eight o'clock I have a class at 8 30 the commute from where I live to the school is 30 minutes it's a 30 minute commute so I start to do a speed run of my morning routine. I'm fucking packing my bag frantically. I'm putting random shit in my bag that I don't need because I'm not thinking straight. And as I'm doing that, I could have sworn I, I heard someone say my name just really quietly. But I don't, I, I don't even register it because I'm running late. And so I stuff my bag and I zoom out of the house and do my normal daily commute to school and this part of the dream was very hyper real really realistic like it was my it was the commute to the t and man i love that commute i remember my favorite thing to do third semester was my friend desiree who surprisingly is also in the stream we would meet every thursday morning and walk to the duncan that was right next to our dorm get us what we usually get which was the beyond breakfast sandwich and I would get a chai latte and she would get like hot cocoa or something and then we would like walk to school together and it was so nice it was so nice and we would just talk we just shoot the shit or like practice our monologues as we walk it was so nice I miss New York I can't wait to go back but that's besides the point I'm I rush to school I like have to climb up these fucking horrible ass stairs four flights of stairs and I might, every time they'd be like, you're going to get used to it. You're going to get used to those stairs. I never fucking got used to those stairs. Oh my God. <laughs> like every time I would go up to that third flight and I would have to take a break. And like, I would just walk around the third floor for a little bit. So I didn't look like, <laughs> look like I was like out of breath or something. But oh my gosh, I run up all the way to the fourth, fourth floor. And then I forget that class is on the first floor, so I have to run back down. And I manage to get to class with one minute to spare. One minute to spare. And I sit in class. Class starts. And the teacher's not even there. The teacher's late. The teacher ends up being like 40 minutes late to class. So I could have shown up late. And I was so tight. <laughs> I was so upset. So as the class is just kind of sitting there waiting for the teacher, because, you know, I feel like every school has that rule where, like, if the teacher doesn't show up in 15 minutes, you guys can leave. But, like, for some reason, we did we decided not to do that. We were just like, oh, we're going to leave. <laughs> we're going to leave. But then we never left. We just kind of waited for the teacher to come. So while that was happening, we were all waiting for the teacher. I'm sitting in class kind of just, like, talking to Jay, if you know Jay. He, he, would, he used to be on the podcast. But I'm talking to Jay. And we're just kind of shooting the shit. And all of a sudden, I hear someone whisper my name again, very faintly, just like, and so I turn around and I look around and I'm like, hmm, that's weird. And I, I at first I think it's nothing because like, you know how sometimes you you think someone's calling your name, like when you're listening to music, you think someone's calling your name, but they're not actually. That's what I was thinking. So I ignore it. I continue talking to Jay. 
But then I hear it again a second time and it's like closer, right? And a little louder. And then the third time I hear it, I hear it right next to my ear, which makes me jump because I'm a very jumpy person. And so Jay's like, what the hell, how? And I'm like, sorry, I'm just, I had a really bad nightmare. I'm just a little jumpy. Like, it's nothing. It's nothing. And he's like, okay. And we continue our conversation and I don't hear the name. I don't hear the whispering anymore, but it definitely put me on edge. I'm a very paranoid person, so it definitely put me on edge. But then the rest of the day goes on without a hitch. After that class, I had like a stage combat class and an acting for camera class. And then I had like this two hour break. And so me, along with my two friends, I mentioned Desiree and obviously Elle, who was on the podcast as well. She used to be a co-host. We all head out to eat lunch together. So we like we just head down the street and me and Desiree are like, mm, we're going to get some boba and Subway. And Elle hates Subway. So she's like, you guys do that. I'm going to get something else. So we get our food. And Desiree went inside the, the place. Elle chose to wait for her. And I kind of just waited at the corner of the street, just waiting for the two of them. And as I'm waiting, I'm just kind of minding my own business, as one does in New York. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden a a raven right a raven freaking just lands on top of a taxi car and it's just staring at me just boring its eyes through my soul and I'm staring back at it and I'm like what the fuck is that a raven and it's like time stops as like this raven is staring at me and I'm just staring back because it's like I'm I'm disturbed but like I can't look away and it feels like forever and then suddenly I hear Desiree coming and all of a sudden the raven just flies off and so Desiree comes to meet me and she goes yo what the fuck is that a raven I said yeah that's a raven and I was like why the fuck is there a raven what what is a raven doing in New York City and I was like I don't know I guess I was trying to catch a cab but it was like me mugging me and so they start laughing at me and they're like oh my gosh how you're like snow white first a pigeon now the raven you're just collecting all the birds <laughs> so that is an inside joke that we have because my whole time in new york i was being terrorized i was being harassed by a pigeon i was being harassed by this freaking pigeon and it was like a specific pigeon like this pigeon recognized me and went out of its way to harass me it pooped on me twice and it only pooped on me when it knew I was feeling myself. It pooped on me when I was wearing an outfit that I liked. Twice. It also would do this thing where it would sit on my air conditioner. It would sit. This fucking pigeon would sit on my air conditioner and just cool all the time. Like, all the time. Early in the morning. Like, before the sun even came up. Like, 3, 4 a.m. Like, why are you awake? pigeon and to make matters worse I like moved rooms I was on one side of the dorm I moved to the other side of the dorm and this pigeon followed me it did the same thing mad early in the morning and it would also have sex on my fucking air conditioner early in the morning I don't know what was wrong with this pigeon I don't know why he kept harassing me but he did he just would have sex on my air conditioner all the time. Like while I'm trying to sleep, while I'm trying to memorize a monologue all the freaking time. And sometimes 
I would be walking to school and this pigeon would just land in front of me and just stare at me. Like, like I got in its way. Like you, you saw me walking and you landed in front of me and I would try to scare it off and it would like juke me almost. Like I was like, what the fuck? And this was my entire time in New York. This pigeon would not leave me alone. I swear if I, if I go back, that pigeon is probably going to be there ready to fight me. Like, (laughs) I don't know what, what was up with this pigeon, but they start making fun of me, Elle and Desiree, about the freaking raven. They're like, oh, I bet the raven and the pigeon are working together to harass you. And I was like, that's not even funny. Like, don't put that, <laughs> don't put that in the universe, okay? Like, that's not even funny. We head back to the school. The whole way there, they are just making fun of me about this goddamn pigeon and raven working together to harass me, tag-teaming me. And soon I forget about my worries with the raven and the worries about the voice. And the rest of the rest of the day goes on without, like, a hitch. Like, the rest of the day was normal. It's pretty fine. You know, the dance teacher was mean, but they're always mean. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's it. So at my college... Usually you have classes between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., classes all the way through. And then after that, if you're in a production, you have rehearsal from 6 p.m. till midnight, usually. And so I, for my third semester, I was casted in a play called Dinner with Friends. I think it's written by, like, Donald something something. And particularly in this dream, uh, there was a bonus scene added to this play, right? And so I, along with Jay and uh, a bunch of other people were casted in it and we had rehearsal. So we had to get ready. So I was getting ready for a rehearsal and I was already really frustrated because my scene partner refused to like meet up with me and practice with me, which is so annoying. (laughs) If you go to performing arts school, you know, when your scene partner won't practice with you, when they like won't meet you because your grade kind of depends on them and vice versa. So if you're not meeting, if you're not doing the scene, if you're not practicing, if they don't know their lines, it makes you look bad. So I was already really frustrated that my scene partner, Brandon, wouldn't meet me. And we had like two weeks to rehearse and he just wouldn't meet me. Like he was making every excuse in the book. Apparently his uncle died like three different times. Like, boy. (laughs) Anyway, so I was already really frustrated um, and I was sitting with Jay and we we're just talking, shooting the shit, waiting for rehearsal. And a custodian comes and he's like, hey, I got I was getting a drink from the vending machine and I accidentally got two. Do you want this one? And he offered it towards me. And I was like, yes, I would love that. Thank you, sir. This really made my day. And he's like, you're welcome. And so I, I drink my drink, you know. Make kind of rub it in in Jay's face like, hey, he gave me a drink. And then we go off to rehearsal. Now, in rehearsal, we are having a tough time because me and Brandon, Brandon and I, we have a scene, that bonus scene I was talking about with dinner with friends. Um, What the play is about basically is, is basically this couple befriends another couple and they like have dinner with each other right (laughs) dinner with friends but couple a is slowly breaking down and falling apart while couple b is like becoming stronger and like happier together right so brandon and i play couple a and in this bonus scene we are supposed to be having an argument that turns violent 
and then quickly turns sexual in nature, right? And we're having trouble with the scene because Brandon didn't practice with me. <laughs> he didn't show up to any of the rehearsals. He didn't practice with me. So he, we're not connecting as we should. And it's getting frustrated because the teacher has to work extra with us. And clearly we don't, we're not meshing, right? Let me let me talk about Brandon. Firstly, fuck a bitch named Brandon, okay? Fuck a bitch named Brandon. He is so annoying in this fucking dream. He, he is like, even if you don't go to performing arts school, you know a Brandon. Everyone knows a Brandon. Brandon is David Dobrik. He's like David Dobrik, right? Brandon is the type of guy who thinks he's the class clown. You know, you know, there's like two people in your class, right? There's the actual class clown and then the person who thinks they're the class clown, but they're really just a nuisance and they just keep interrupting the teacher and like making jokes at other people's expense and they're just not funny. That type of person. They uh, annoy me. Brandon is the type of person who says he has a dark sense of humor and then he'll just say like a racial slur or he'll say something really bigoted. And then he'll double down and be like, people are so sensitive nowadays. Like, stop being so sensitive. Like, no. What? No. I hate people who are like that, by the way. Like, um, newsflash, PSA, if you have to make a joke and your joke consists of consists of making fun of someone's appearance, someone's cultural background, of someone's, like, someone's something that someone can't change about themselves... You're not funny. You're just a bully. You're literally just a bully. You're not funny. That's not funny. Right? It's different if I'm making the joke. Like, if I'm making a joke making fun of myself, that's funny. But if I make a joke towards someone else making fun of their appearance, making fun of their, like, no, that's not funny. That's just bullying. Like, plain and simple. But he's the type of person who thinks the joke is freaking hilarious and he'll always do it. Brandon... It's also a person, just like David Dobrik, he will take stuff too far. He'll take a joke too far. He'll he'll take other things too far that I'll get into a little bit later. He'll just take things too far that makes me feel uncomfortable. And he kind of thrives off that uncomfortableness. Like, he's one of those guys. And so, it's I, obviously, I'm really frustrated being his scene partner because like I mentioned before, he doesn't show up to rehearsals. And we're at the part of the play where it is crucial for him to show up for rehearsals. Because like I said, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the scene that we're doing specifically. So we have to meet with a fight choreographer and we have to meet with a intimate coach, right? Because in the scene, specifically what happens in the scene is we're arguing about the other couple. And I'm telling him, I want what they have. I want you to treat me like this, da 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 the argument gets really, really heated. And so I go to swing at him and hit him. He grabs me, throws me on a table and starts to choke me. And then it gets kind of like sexual. Like we kind of like start making out <laughs> for some reason. Uh, and then someone walks in because they hear like my scream. So they try to like stop it, you know, and it stops from there. So obviously we have to see a fight coach to choreograph that fight to make sure I'm safe. And... We have to see intimacy coach to talk about consent, to talk about stuff like that, touching. And like um, one thing intimacy coaches talk about is like 
arousal during a scene you know like it's completely natural if you get aroused during a scene because your body's reacting to what's going on and if you're in character it's natural like there's no reason to feel uncomfortable about that right brandon didn't show up to most of those rehearsals so we couldn't choreograph the fight and we couldn't talk to the intimacy coach and so because of that we basically the t- firstly the teacher's wrong for this because this should never happen never happen but the teacher made us choreograph it he was like bitch like just fucking we don't have time the show is in like a week i need you guys to choreograph this so because we have to choreograph it he's he doesn't know like he's not following the procedures that we learn in stage combat and all of that stuff right so he's being too rough like he's choking me and his nails are digging to my neck and i'm like hey that's not where you're supposed to do it you know you're doing it wrong. Like you're actually hurting me. This is not fun. And he's like, fine. it's re- relaxed. It's fine. Like it's good because you'll act better. He's one of those fucking guys. You'll act better. Excuse me. And then same thing with the intimacy thing. I'm feeling uncomfortable because he's taking it too far. He's touching me in places I don't want to be touched. And so I feel really uncomfortable doing the scene with him. And the teacher can sense that, that there's some animosity that we're not meshing and also just in general like brandon gets away with a lot of shit he'll get away with a lot of shit he won't show up to rehearsal he won't know his lines and he'll get away with it but other people in the class me included this specific teacher just had a vendetta against me because i would come to the class perfectly memorized dlp as we like to say dead letter perfect every word i know i would come there with the blocky memorized i would come there perfect ready for class i get one line wrong she's on my neck screaming at me yelling at me like girl right and so i'm already frustrated with this rehearsal because we're already like three hours in and he the teacher i i keep like mixing the gender i don't really remember what the gender of this teacher was so i'm just gonna flip-flop but he the teacher was getting like really upset with us and he was like i don't understand what's going on like i'm wasting so much time on this scene like i don't understand why you guys aren't connecting right and specifically in the scene we're at the part where basically we're having the argument up to the point where i'm i'm about to like hit brandon's character and it's just not working like it's not working i'm like frustrated and brandon's like super cocky like he doesn't care he thinks he's he's better than everyone type of energy and like it's just it's just so hard for like everyone else who's sitting through and having to watch our scene. They literally have to sit through and watch this because sidetrack. That was the one thing I hated. I'm sidetracking so much, but that's the one thing I hated was when two people weren't prepared for class. And then we had to watch the train wreck that was their scene. And it's like excruciating. And that's literally what's happening in this dream. Like he he's clearly the one fucking up but i'm like getting all the blame so i'm getting fucking frustrated and they're like well why didn't you text him and i was like i did text him he told me his grandmother died and he told me that last week too so i guess he has 15 different grandmothers well why didn't you go to his dorm i did go to his dorm but he wasn't there i i'm not his fucking keeper why do i have to be responsible to find him like right frustrating and so eventually the teacher is like okay we're gonna just have to do an improv exercise 
You guys are just going to have to make up the lines as you go. And I want to see real intensity, real anger, real, like, real, just real passion. Like, I want you guys to just go at each other, rip each other's heads off. And we're like, okay, fine. So we start to do the improv scene, right? And so I'm doing the improv scene as, like, we're supposed to, as we're told. I'm like making up my lines as I go, but I'm still the character and I'm attacking his character. I'm not attacking him. So I'm like in character and I'm like, Joshua, you never loved me. You never cared about me. All you do is sit on your phone and you don't even pay attention to me anymore. Why can't we have what they have? Right. I'm just, I'm just doing the lines. Right. And this son of this bitch, (laughs) this bitch goes, well, it's not my fault you have daddy issues. And so I'm I'm a little confused because I read the script and um, my character doesn't have daddy issues. She has mommy issues. So I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's not part of the script. So I'm like, what are you even talking about? I don't even understand what you're saying. And he goes, well, you know, of course you have daddy issues. You being adopted and all. And I freeze because, bitch, really? really oh really and this isn't the first time freaking brandon has done something like that he he's the type of person where he thinks he's so great so amazing that he he doubts your acting even though we both got accepted to the same school with the same low acceptance rate like whatever but he he doubts your acting so he'll purposely get you mad or purposely get you sad and then be like oh i'm just preparing you for the scene like no nigga let me act let me act i got it (laughs) you can tell by my anger i've experienced this before from a certain person it's not fun but that's what he brings up that i'm adopted and i'm like that's not and I'm, i'm getting like he I'm getting embarrassed, right? Like I'm I'm stuttering and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, you must wonder why your dad and mom left you. Like what? Like they just couldn't take care of you. They didn't have any money. Maybe they were trying to sell you. Maybe they were just trying to get rid of you. Do you ever wonder if they like kept the other kids and not you? Maybe you're the mistake. Maybe that's why they didn't want you. That's why you were left in the streets. And that's why your little white savior parents decided to save you." Because it made them feel better. But, you know, no one actually loves you. No one actually cares about you because you don't belong anywhere, Jolene. You don't belong anywhere. And so (laughs) I'm listening to him say this. And I'm, like, shaking. I'm, like, so angry and I'm shaking. And the fucking stupid-ass teacher is like, yes, good, more and more and more. Like, not, I don't know if this teacher's dumb or stupid or just sadistic, not noticing, like, this is actually, like, affecting me and not the character. But he's like, more, more, more. And my friends, who are also in the play, in the audience, are just looking and being like, yo, like, he's taking this too far. Like, Joshua, you take, not Joshua, his character's name's Joshua, but his name is Brandon. They're like, Brandon, you're taking this too far. You're taking this too far. Like, this, come on, like, Really? And he keeps going. He goes, well, I can't be a father figure for you, Jolene, okay? And I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't understand how anyone would want to be 
your father. No one wants you because you're just a mistake. You're just damaged goods. And so I'm, I'm silent and I'm just staring at him. And so the teacher looks at me and he's like, how well? What is your response? And I look at him and I have tears down my face and my, I'm hot. I'm hot. Uh, if you don't know what that means, I'm angry. <laughs> okay. I'm angry. And I'm not just angry, angry. Like I'm burning up. I'm hot, bro. I'm so angry. And I look at him and I look at the teacher and I, I leave. I just, I walk off stage. I leave, head straight to the bathroom. Like I don't say a single word. I leave. And obviously <laughs> JL freaking Desiree, um, a friend, another friend I had in college, Alon. Shout out to you, Alon, if you're listening to this. But they all stand up and they're like, yo, that was too far. Like, that was not okay. Like, that wasn't like, what the fuck? That's not okay. And Brandon's like, what? What? I was just, I was just doing the assignment. I was just doing the assignment. Like, she's the one being unprofessional. She's the one being unprofessional. Fuck a bitch named Brandon. So, cut, cut to me. I'm running to the bathroom because I feel sick like I'm going to throw up after hearing what he said to me and so I run to the bathroom I like close the door and I just start throwing up I'm crying I'm throwing up (laughs) crying throwing up like having a fit in the bathroom and I'm just sitting there on like the floor the nasty floor (laughs) of this bathroom I don't even care in my freaking nice ass costume and I'm just like wiping my face and I'm like, oh my God, how are you? are such a fucking idiot. Like you shouldn't let Brandon get to you like that. Like he's just trying to get a reaction out of you. And I'm just like sitting there just like wiping my tears, trying to pull myself together so I can like go back to class. Even though I don't really want to, <laughs> I don't want to go back to class. And like, bro, I'm, <laughs> I'm so mad at myself. Like I'm so angry at myself that I like let myself get so emotional about what Brandon said, even though like what he said fucking hurt, like... <laughs> It was hurtful. It was mean. But, like, I'm so mad at myself that, like, I gave him the reaction that he wanted. Like, I literally gave him the reaction that he wanted. And uh, I was I was just so fucking upset. And so I just sit on the bathroom for a little bit, kind of gathering myself. I, while I'm sitting there, just, like, trying to gather myself, keep myself. I'm trying to, like, try and be professional. And clean myself up and you know get ready to go back in class and fucking face that and like get chewed out by the teacher and whatever and so eventually I get off the floor um I did hear someone come into the bathroom they didn't go into any of the stalls they like went into the bathroom stood in front of the stall that I was in for like a couple of minutes and then left so I assumed it was like a friend or a teacher and I just didn't say anything because I didn't want to say anything but take note of that but I eventually get out of the bathroom and I go to the mirror and I like girl I look like a mess because I have this makeup to make me look like more mature like a middle-aged woman and my makeup is all like fucking fucked up so I'm like trying to clean my face and like fix it before I go back to class and as I'm doing that and like looking in the mirror I'm trying to calm myself down and be like relax how it's okay it's fine Like, this is your second to last semester, and then you're done. You're done. You'll never see that ugly ass bitch ever again. And so as I'm sitting there looking in the mirror, I take note that the mirror looks kind of weird. Like, it looks like 
it's like a mirror, right? Like I can see my reflection, but it kind of looks like water, you know? Like you know how like when water is super like still, it kind of looks like a mirror. It's kind of like that, but like it's still like flowy. That's what the mirror looks like. So I'm like looking at it. And I don't know why I did this because realistically, um, I would have just ran out of the bathroom. I would have been like, ooh, I got to go. But it's a dream. So I have dumb plot armor. Um, not regular plot armor where like I like survive anything, but like plot armor that makes me like dumb. <laughs> that like reduces my IQ by a lot. And my IQ is not that high at all. I don't even know what it is, but I know it's like super low. But in the mirror, it just looks like water. And so without even thinking I like take my finger and I like tap the mirror and it like ripples the same way if you like throw a stone if you like skip a stone across the water it does that and so I'm like wow that's crazy I'm fucking hallucinating bro and I'm also I'm mad at myself for hallucinating because I'm like damn he really came out my neck that bad that I'm fucking hallucinating that's fucking crazy that's fucking crazy (laughs) Yo, I don't give myself a break. I'm so mean to myself. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do, okay? Love yourself. <laughs> Easier said than done. But I touch the mirror and it ripples and I'm like, whoa, that's kind of cool. So I do it again. And I do it a third time. But the third time I do it, my hand gets, my finger gets stuck. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I try to pull my finger out and I start to sink into the mirror. And so I'm freaking out. I start to like, do the best the only thing that I can do scream so I'm screaming and I'm like help help police police help screaming and you know I expect someone to you know hear me or something but of course as I'm screaming coincidentally the jazz class right next door starts playing their music mad loud for no reason, right when I need help, suspicious. But I'm like screaming, I'm like, help, help, help. And before I know it, I get sucked in through the mirror. And I think that is a perfect place to pause, digest. And when we come back, we will continue between the sun and the stars. I hope you like it so far. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool dream, I like to think. Uh, keep guessing on who this, uh, who the mysterious K-pop idol is. I'll give you like a couple more hints, okay? Because my, my hints were dog shit. <laughs> so let me, let me, oop, I hit my mic. Let me give you a couple more hints. So a n- hint number one is they are an only child. This idol is an only child. Hint number two is that this idol is their oh shit <laughs> hint number two is that their this idol's birthstone is at ameth- amethyst amethyst yeah it's amethyst amethyst Am- you know what i'm saying damn <laughs> you know what it is and hint number three is their birth flower is violet all right so if you're into k-pop ponder on that because when when we come back the idol is going to be making their first appearance so grab some snacky snacks grab some drinky drinks and we'll be back after this quick break and we are back i hope you guys had an amazing break 
I did not. <laughs> yeah, I did not have a good break. You want to know why? Let me tell you why. That first part of the podcast was recorded in March. It's April now. If I even managed to get this episode out on a Wednesday, let alone a Sunday, it's a miracle. Okay, let me tell you what happened. After I, you know, finished recording and I sent you guys on the break, I, uh, I was like, oh, let me check my audio to make sure it's not corrupted. I downloaded my audio. I put it in my little audio editor thing. And guess what? It was corrupted. So I like cried. <laughs> I literally like slammed my laptop down and like ran into my room and like crawled into the fetal position in my bed and just sobbed. And I was like, I quit. I'm never making an episode. I'm never podcasting ever again. And then after I was done with my hissy fit, I tried to figure out what the fuck was going on. Um, yeah, so I owe Miss Virus. I owe her apology. She was not the one. She was not the one corrupting my data. She was not the one. So I apologize to Miss Virus. Uh, you st- you can't come back. You can't come back on my laptop. No, like you weren't paying rent. You had to go, but you were not to blame. My audio editing app is to blame. Apparently there was an update. They changed something. Um, so I was corrupting my audio. I fixed it, um, but I had to spend weeks, <laughs> literally weeks, literally weeks salvaging that audio so if there's anything wrong with the audio beforehand girl I was fighting for my life I was not going to re-record that I really wasn't it was my 15th time no I I tried to save it (laughs) if it sounds a little funny cut me some slack also before I started recording again I dropped my mic and I think I broke it so (laughs) the universe is really not trying to let me (laughs) not trying to let me record but (laughs) whatever who cares I'm back I'm ready to continue this dream I hope you are too uh (laughs) let's get into it okay um also I listened (laughs) I listened back to the episode because I had to edit it obviously and I realized the hints I was giving you for this k-pop idol were dog shit (laughs) like they were so bad I literally said this person was an Aquarius and born in February like seven different ways (laughs) seven different ways so let me give you some better hints because this k-pop idol is like gonna be the first person we meet so hint number one this k-pop idol's gender is male this is a man okay an aquarius man all right hint number two they belong to sm entertainment okay and hint number three is they kind of look like a serial killer (laughs) no wait that's a bad hint let me do let me do that again hint number three is they are known for their dimples they have really nice dimples yeah okay i'm gonna give you like four seconds who is it You got it? Okay, let's see if you're right. So, where we last left off, I was basically in the bathroom trying to pull myself together after escaping class because Brandon, 
fuck a bitch named Brandon, humiliated me in front of the whole class. So I was in the bathroom recovering and I touched the mirror, the mirror, and was sucked through it. So now I'm tumbling through the mirror in this darkness, kind of similar to like Alice in Wonderland when Alice falls through the rabbit hole. That's me. I'm just tumbling like, ah, and it's for a long time. Like it was a long ass fall. I was just going, 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 going. And I suddenly smack water. Um, I am not a good swimmer. I know at our high school, uh, let me know if you guys had to do this too, but I know at our high school, we were we were required to take swimming classes. Um, was never good at swimming. Uh, my swimming teacher told me I had weird feet. <laughs> she told me that like my feet aren't meant for swimming. Like they're weird. So they're like, I was like disadvantaged for swimming. Um, I can float because I'm big. I'm a big girl. <laughs> so I can like float and I can like, like, you know, when you make like angels in the snow, that's what I do when I swim. I just do that backwards on my back like that's the only way I know how to swim so it's pretty useless (laughs) um but obviously I hit the water and I'm freaking out because I can't swim and it's really deep and so I'm freaking out trying to like get to the surface and I'm unable uh, I'm unable to get to the surface and like for a split second I'm like this is it I'm gonna die that's it and suddenly I'm pulled out of the water by somebody and like thrown on the ground and I'm like gasping and I'm grabbing my chest and coughing and I feel someone kneel next to me and like pat my back and they're like it's okay it's okay get it out get it out are you okay and I'm gonna be honest I'm not even processing them because I am looking around and I'm freaking out because I am not I'm not in New York (laughs) I am not in New York anymore I am in Hogwarts basically there are these humongous castle like campus buildings all around me and this giant like I'm laying on a giant manicured like lawn uh and there's a giant lake behind me the lake I was in and fished out of like a fish (laughs) a lake behind me and there's a bunch of students walking by a bunch of students are looking at me funny which understandable and there's this giant statue just in the middle of campus in the middle of campus there's this giant statue and it's of like a woman similar to lady liberty her eyes she's blindfolded and she has her hands out and there's like fire coming out of her hands on each hand there's like fire coming out and i'm like looking around and i'm like what the fuck because right now i'm like girl i'm in full psychosis like (laughs) i don't know what's going on did Brandon really fuck me up that bad? He fucked me up that bad that I'm freaking in psychosis? Wow. Wow. <laughs> so I'm just like looking around and I'm like freaking the fuck out. So I try to stand up and like I'm I'm shaking. <laughs> like wouldn't you be if you were like transported like one second you were in the bathroom having mental breakdown and now you're basically in Hogwarts? I don't think I'm overreacting but like I try to stand up and I'm shaking so much and the person next to me is like whoa whoa, whoa, let me let me help you up let me help you up so they help me up and I finally look towards them and this is our k-pop idol do you know who it is if you guessed Jayun from NCT you would have been right mamas I'm proud of you um Yes, it was Jane from NCT. Uh, if you know Jane from NCT, you know 
that man is attractive. <laughs> he is fine. He is he's scary attractive. That's why <laughs> that's why I said earlier that like he kind of looks like a serial killer because he's so like he's so attractive that like he looks like a ser- he looks like a serial killer to me. I don't know. Like he looks like he could like snap my neck in half, but you know, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the weird one. I don't know. But yeah. I I look up at him and my breath is caught in my throat because starstruck but also scared right and so he just starts talking right (laughs) I guess he like didn't notice how freaked out I was uh read the room bestie but he just goes like wow like I've never seen a student appear from the lake before that's a new one but hey at least you got here in time for orientation and I'm like huh (laughs) what I'm like I'm not I'm not processing what the fuck he's saying oh my god I'm so sorry I'm that, that was so rude of me Hi, my name is Jeffrey. I'm a junior at Rosewell Academy. You know what? Let me just show you around. I have some time. Let me just show you around the school, right? This bitch (laughs) grabs my arm and starts taking me through a tour of the entire school. Again, I'm literally standing there, soaking wet, shaking. Just takes me on a tour. Read the room. (laughs) Read the room, bestie. So he just starts taking me on a tour, showing me around, being like, oh my God, yeah, this is the music hall. This is where the music arts train. Oh yeah, this is where the shadow arts train. They do a lot of shadow magic here. Oh yeah, this is the... This is the auditorium. You know, a lot of love magic happens here. I don't really go here that often. Um, you know, because the love arts kind of scare me. And he just keeps going on, talking all this jibber jabber. And I'm just like, I I literally can't process anything. I'm just like, yo, I need therapy. <laughs> that's that's just what's going through my head. I'm like, I just need therapy. This is like a dream. This is a nightmare. I don't know what's going on. And eventually he drags me to the cafeteria. He's like, uh, this is the cafeteria. This is where orientation will happen with all the freshmen. This is where, do you know what you're attuned to? And I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying to me. Like, I was like, what are you even talking about? And he's like, oh, it's fine. You know, a lot of people grow up really sheltered. I'm getting that vibe from you. <laughs> Rude. Anyways, he's like, I'm getting that vibe from you. So don't worry. Not a lot of freshmen know what they're attuned to. That's why they have the sorting hat there so they can figure out what you're attuned to it'll be fine but this is the end of the tour um I hope that was helpful I have to go I have practice so um maybe I'll see you around and so he starts to leave and I just start I burst into tears I just start crying like sobbing because I'm so confused at what's going on and he turns around and he's like oh my god hey hey what's wrong and I just start crying <laughs> Kind of like that meme, <laughs> if you saw this, like, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I was just like sobbing my eyes out. And I'm like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what's happening. I, I'm not supposed to be here. I need to go. I'm like soaking wet. Like I'm missing a fucking shoe. My makeup's all ready. Like I don't know what to do. Because mind you, <laughs> a few minutes ago, I was at my college. I was rehearsing for a play in the play I play a middle-aged woman so I had makeup stage makeup on to make me look like a middle-aged woman (laughs) and I'm also dressed as a middle-aged woman (laughs) so (laughs) 
I look a little weird. Going through that portal, I lost a shoe. I had character shoes on. Like, I, I look like a freaking mess. My hair is, like, crazy looking. I'm soaking wet. My feet are wet. My socks are wet. My undies are wet. And he's like, oh, my God. Hey, hey. Hey, it's okay. And I just start crying. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel kind of bad for him because I just started sobbing. And he's like, hey, I can fix the wet problem. And he, like, cracks his fingers and he, like, chants something. And all of a sudden, this gust of wind comes out of nowhere and dries me. <laughs> just dries my clothes. And it dried everywhere. I'm not even going to lie to you. Dried my underwear, everything. Like, I was dry to the bone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And I cried even harder when he did that. He was like, there, see, it's fixed. And I was like, <laughs> And he was like, oh, oh, no, no, don't cry. <laughs> and so he's like, hey, you know, how about you, you know, I need help with something. Do you think you can help me? And I'm like, mm-hmm. And he's like, I lost my backpack. Um, do you think you could help me find it? We can just go to the lost and found. And I was like, okay. And he's like, okay, let's go. And so we head to the lost and found. Now, because I was too busy crying and sobbing my eyes out, I didn't notice that Jeffrey had his backpack with him this entire time at all. So <laughs> he just said that to be nice. So we head to the lost and found. He's like, Look, I'll do this half of the room. You do that half of the room. And we'll meet, ba we'll meet back in the middle. And I'm like, okay. And so I start looking through the lost and found. And this is not your typical lost and found, right? It's not just like, you know, like a lost t-shirt, a lost notebook, right? It's like someone lost their freaking toad, their talking toad. Or <laughs> somebody lost the eyes of Newt they needed for their, like, chemics class or something. So I'm just looking at this stuff and I'm like getting more upset and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so Jeffrey starts to comfort me and he's like, hey, you know, it was really sweet. It was really sweet. He was like, hey, you know, sometimes when I first got here, I didn't feel like I belonged too. Like I felt very confused and very lost and it was all really overwhelming. But I promise you, you are meant to be here. And in my head, I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm not meant to be here. <laughs> I'm not meant to be here at all. And he's like, no, you really are. You're really meant to be here. He had a sense. I was like, look, the look I gave him. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. You're really meant to be here. Because if you weren't, that statue would have killed you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, this statue has... um." It acts as our security. So it has a database filled with students' names and faces. So if you really didn't belong here, it would have killed you, basically, the moment you entered. And I'm like, oh, that's good to know. <laughs> and he's like, he, <laughs> obviously, that did not freaking comfort me. So he like comes over and he puts his hands on my shoulders and he like looks me dead in the eye and he's like, you belong here Hawa okay it may seem like you don't have a purpose right now and all of this might be confusing but this is the place for you I promise and I'm like that's really sweet how do you know my name because <laughs> uh, I never told you my name and he's like it says it on your shoe and I'm like oh <laughs> so I on my character shoes I have my name 
<laughs> written in big font. How? Uh, the reason for that is because the bitches at my college love to steal. They love to steal. They they were stealing shit. So you would have to like write your name with big ass font so people wouldn't steal your stuff. And sidetrack, I was a menace because I had a yoga mat and I bought a really nice yoga mat at Marshall's and someone stole it and I became a menace after that. They stole my shit. I became a menace. A menace. I was just, I was stealing stuff. I'd, I'd steal anything just to steal because someone stole my shit. So now I needed to steal other people's shit. If you left your stuff in the laundry room and you didn't come get it in like three days, I took it. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I remember one time someone tried to take my shoes and I was like, those are my shoes. I literally see my name on it. <laughs> like I literally see my name on it. Girl, come on. Anyways. So I'm like, oh, uh, all right. And he's like, do you feel better? And I'm like, yeah. I feel a little better. And he's like, good. Now let's find that missing backpack. And I'm like, okay. And so he he describes his backpack to me. It's a black backpack with red zippers and like a red pouch on it. So I start looking for it. And while I have my back turned, he (laughs) makes, he like does a spell and makes the backpack appear behind me. So then I turn around and I'm like, oh, I found your backpack. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, oh, my God, I really appreciate it. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, my professor would have killed me, right? Just rambling, rambling, rambling. <laughs> and honestly, it was really sweet. I I appreciated it. So he's looking at me. I'm looking at him. We're looking at each other. We see each other. We're having a moment. Which is cut short when we hear a loud scream pierce the air and before I can process it Jeffrey grabs me <laughs> grabs me by the arms and he goes it's coming from the halls of mirrors and just drags me out of the lost and found <laughs> um mamas he he grabs me a lot in this dream so we're just gonna have to get used to it uh very k-drama-esque you know in k-dramas when like the male lead will grab the woman by the wrist all the time which I like I've never seen in real life I've never had anyone grab me by the wrist and like twirl me around I don't think it's a thing that actually happens I think it's only a thing in movies and tv shows if it has happened to you please let me know how did it feel He drags me to the Halls of Mirrors. I know that sounds weird. It sounds like it should be Hall of Mirrors. But for some reason, everyone in the dream pronounced it Halls of Mirrors. So I think it's because... Let me explain the room and then you'll probably get it why. So we get into the Halls of Mirrors, which is this ginormous room filled with mirrors. Golden mirrors, to be be exact. And... All four walls are covered with these golden mirrors and they're different shapes, different sizes, all of that stuff. And the ceiling and the floor are reflective as well. They're also huge mirrors. So I'm thinking why it's called Halls of Mirrors is because it looks like when you're in there, it just looks like you're stuck in like, it's a never, never ending hallway or something like that. I don't know. It was just a dream. Okay. I don't know, but we get in there and on one of the corners of the wall, there's this beautiful, (laughs) 
drop dead gorgeous woman stuck in one of the mirrors. She's like halfway through and she she literally looks like Alexa Demi. She looks like Alexa Demi. If you don't know what Alexa Demi looks like, um, just Google her and you're welcome in advance. <laughs> you're welcome in advance, okay? Um, <laughs> so she like looks up and she's like, oh, thank goodness you guys are here. I thought I was going to be trapped in here forever. I don't know what's going on with the transportation system. And Jeffrey sighs and he's like, yeah, I don't know. Something's weird today first you come through the lake and now this and so we go over and we help them and (laughs) meanwhile I'm like yeah sure because I still think I'm in a freaking dream and so we help um this beautiful gorgeous woman out of the mirror and um and she lands gracefully she's in this like beautiful like white dress almost angelic really and she's like oh thank you so much uh Martinez Becca Martinez and Jeffrey gasp and I look at him and he goes Becca Martinez you mean the Becca Martinez and she's like yeah that's me and he's like you mean from Martinez Martinez teleportive yeah that's me and I'm like what does that mean and she looks at me and she's like you don't know you don't know Martinez teleportive and he goes oh don't mind her she's a she's a little bit sheltered and I was like I can hear you <laughs> like bitch you weren't slick uh and he's she's like oh um the teleportation system used here and my father created it and I was like mm, it's a little faulty <laughs> and she's like well it's it's not usually like this something's just weird today it's so odd anyways um are you guys also freshmen and jeffrey like laughs and he's like oh no 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 not not at all i i've been at the school for two years but how is a freshman and becca looks me up and down and she makes a face and you know i would usually if someone did that to me i would be upset but i know i look bad like, I know I look bad. I am literally dressed like a 40-year-old woman. Literally with freaking, you know, when you do stage makeup and you have to, like, put the, like, wrinkles on your forehead? <laughs> That's what I look like. So I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh, I, I can, I can, I, I don't, I don't even want to try to explain this. <laughs> and she goes, you have a unique appearance and I'm like coming from you that is a compliment thank you <laughs> I will take that as a compliment and she goes oh well do you know what you're attuned to and Jeffrey's like like I said she's sheltered again I can hear you and then they just start whispering to each other about me while I'm there <laughs> like damn not even trying to hide it and like Becca's like how sheltered is she? I don't even think she knows what magic is. And I'm like, again, guys, I can hear you. You're not even trying. You're not even trying. And <laughs> Becca's like, well, it's okay. Like, that's what orientation's for. We'll probably learn everything we need to know. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, I've decided that you are my new project. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, that means we're besties now. And I'm like, okay. 
she's pretty. I want to be her friend. Hell yeah. <laughs> so she like hooks her arm around me and she's like, orientation starts soon. So we should probably get to the cafeteria, which is, and Jeffrey's like, let me show you the way. So the three of us head over to the cafeteria and this is where we part ways. And Becca's like, thank you guys again. Thank you so much for helping me get out of the mirror. You are my lifesaver. And he goes, yeah, that's just what I do. And so before we go in, Jeffrey, guess what Jeffrey did? He grabbed my wrist <laughs> and he's like, oh, wait, 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 Howa, um, let me give you my number just in case you need help navigating the school or if you just need someone to talk to. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like I go to grab my phone and that's when I realize I didn't have my phone with me. And I was like, fuck. And he's like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Um, One second. He unzips his backpack, grabs a pen. And then he grabs my arm, my forearm, and he writes his phone number on my arm and he's like when you finally get your phone just remember to put me in (laughs) and I'm like okay and he's like okay I'll see you when I see you and I was like I'll see you when I see you and then he leaves and Becca's giving me the look like girl it's your first day not even it's not even your first day it's orientation and you already bagged a junior and I said girl this is a dream you're not real. <laughs> this is all an illusion. <laughs> and she's like, you talk funny. I like that about you. And she, we go into the cafeteria together. I've been calling it the cafeteria, but it's it's the dining hall, right? You have to make it sound fancy. The dining hall. Um, but I'm going to use cafeteria and dining hall interchangeably. So we go into the dining hall cafeteria and it is it is filled to the brim with students filled to the brim with students and so we sit at a table and we're just kind of chatting well I'm not chatting Becca is talking about her life and her father and how he like invented the mirrors to teleport and all that jazz and I'm just letting her talk because this is not real this is a dream. (laughs) I am dreaming. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be back at AMDA where I'm meant to be. And, um, and life will be in balance again. (laughs) I don't know. It's better than this situation. So we're talking, we're talking and this guy comes over and sits down and he's like, Hey, I'm Cole. And Becca's like, Becca, Becca Martinez. And the same thing that happened with Jeffrey happened with Becca. So the <gasps> Becca, Becca Martinez, the Becca Martinez, right? I'm going to skip through that because you probably don't want to hear this. Um, Every, by the way, every single time she freaking introduces herself, everyone says the same thing. <laughs> like every single time. And Cole is like, uh, well, you guys seem like the coolest people here. So um, you guys are going to be my friends. And Becca's like, I like the way you dress. We're going to be besties. And then Cole looks at me and he goes, what are you tuned to? And I go, I don't even know what that means. And he goes, you don't know what attunement means? And Becca's like, yeah, don't don't mind her. She's, She's sheltered. 
she's really sheltered and he goes oh my god oh my god i didn't know i feel so bad for her again dude what is going on with you guys i'm right here like i can hear you (laughs) and he's like well don't worry like not everyone is able to learn about magic and entombment but hey maybe you'll be a water ot like me and Becca's like, a water ot? No, she gives me fire energy. She's going to be attuned to fire. And he goes, no, maybe, I don't know. And so they basically spend like five minutes trying to like arguing on which um, element I'm going to be attuned to, whatever that means. And then orientation starts. And it's like, this hour-long thing where they tell us the rules and all of that jazz. I'm not paying attention because, bitch, this is a dream. I'm going to wake up on the floor of that bathroom. Like, I'm. this is a dream. <laughs> I've, I've done near decided this is a dream. I'm just... I'm just sitting through until my body wakes me up because I've, I I can't wake myself up from dreams. I've never been able to wake myself up from a dream. I just kind of have to sit there and take it. So in this dream, I was thinking I have to do the same. So after this long hour long presentation talking about, you know, the rules and stuff, they bring out the sorting hat, which is um, basically the similar to the hat in Harry Potter. But instead of sorting you into different houses, it figures out what magic you're attuned to, what element magic you're attuned to. And so I'm going to stop here so I can explain to you the magic system in this dream world, in this world, right? Because it's it's a little bit complicated. First things first, we have to explain what attunement is. So... Throughout this dream so far, you've heard literally everyone and their mama say attuned, ought, right? Ought being like the shortened version of attuned, which basically that means like in this world, which runs on a kind of, it kind of runs on a hard magic system, which means um, certain things are just set in stone, right? That's it. End of discussion. But uh, in this world... Every every living organism has a thing called an essence, a life force, basically. And it is connected to one of the 15 elements, right? Which we will get into a little bit later. So everyone has a connection to a certain element. But people who are able to use magic have such a strong connection to their element that they can manipulate it and control control it basically become one with it right have a unity and so what's also really interesting in the stream kind of like avatar the last airbender is depending on your the element you're attuned to it kind of also determines your personality um how you dress all of that so for example one of the elements that you can be attuned to is metal so people who are attuned to metal and use metal magic they're often like very stoic they are like very stubborn very cold they can be very distant right but they're very loyal they have a very strong presence to them as well and they kind of always dress or their outfits always incorporate grays and blacks right very cool tone colors 
So that's how you know you're talking to like a metal odd. Same thing with like an air odd. They're very whimsical. They're very like go with the flow, right? And so that's the same thing with the way they dress, right? Next are the elements. So like I said, there are 15 different elements that are separated into five tiers. The higher up you go on the tier, the more rare the element is and the more difficult it is to control. The highest tier, which is the fifth tier, has the most rarest elements ever. So you know a bitch got it. <laughs> you know a bitch got it. Um, Obviously, this is... What type of dream you think this is? Anyways... But yeah, those are the those are the most difficult and rarest elements ever. Meanwhile, the lower tier, the lowest tier are the most common ones. Also, about this tier is it's kind of like a flow chart kind of where the higher you are on the tier, the more likely you are attuned to the elements below you. So, let's go back to the metal odd, right? So oftentimes people who are attuned to metal magic are also attuned to fire and earth magic. So if they have a spell that has earth or fire components, it's going to be really easy for them to do it. Meanwhile, they are not attuned at all to air. They are going to find it really, really difficult to do air magic, right? And so on and so forth. The people at the bottom tier, right? Um, can only control magic on the bottom tier, right? They don't really have that ability to flow. The higher you are up on the tier, the more likely you are, okay? Okay, got it. Also, another fun thing about magic in this world is you kind of have to be multilingual in this world because certain spells are in certain languages. So back to metal magic, a lot of metal magic and metal spells are in German. So you have to know German in order to do the spells. Same thing with like healing spells. Healing spells are usually in Spanish or Latin and love spells are usually in French Music spells are in Polish, so on and so so forth, right? They are in certain languages, so you have to be very proficient in multiple languages in order to do multiple spells. The only elements that don't have to do with any language, like the spells aren't don't have any languages, are the top tier. Because they're so rare that <laughs> it's never been written down. No one even knows if there are languages or written spells for those tiers. That's how rare they are, right? So, okay, let's get into the tiers. So tier one has your basic elements, fire, water, air, and earth. Then you have tier two, which is wood, metal, music, and emotion magic. And then you have your third tier, which is light magic, shadow magic, and love magic. Then you have your fourth tier, which... In, at the time in the dream, I don't know what the fourth tier is. It's completely scratched out. All I know is there's a fourth tier. So I don't know what's on that fourth tier. And then the fifth and final tier is sun magic, moon magic, and star magic. Those are the rarest of the rare. There are only two students, um, two alumni from the college who have those magic. Like no one else has ever had that magic before. So yeah, I think that's everything you need to know. Now we can get back into the dream. So they bring out the sorting hat, like I said before, to start sorting students, right? And they're like, oh, we're going to go by alphabetical order by your last name. 
So they start. And meanwhile, like, mind you, this is like a huge school. There's like a thousand freshmen. And I start freaking out a little bit because my entire life, I've always been, my last name starts with a B. So I've always been either the first or second person, sometimes even the third person when we go alphabetical order by last name. But um, they already passed the Bs and they didn't call my name. So I started freaking out because I was like, oh shit. I See, bitch, I knew it. I knew I wasn't supposed to be here. Didn't I tell you I wasn't supposed to be here? I'm not supposed to be here. And now that fucking statue is going to obliterate me. What do I do? So I start sitting there freaking out. And they're going pretty fast. They're like, attuned to water, attuned to earth, attuned to metal, attuned to love magic, attuned to motions with a hint of metal. Like, just like that, right? After students. And the way the sorting hat does it is very similar to Harry Potter, where, like, it's asking questions, you know, and being, like, kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember I was getting, when I watched Harry Potter, I was getting, like, so mad at that sorting hat for being, like, so rude. Because I was like, how dare you? How dare you be so mean to me? I'm just trying to figure out what house I'm in. But, yeah, it's, like, doing that. And it's doing it pretty quickly, right? And so, like light work, everyone gets sorted, and I'm the only person who doesn't get sorted, and I'm like, they're gonna know, they're gonna know, I'm freaking out, they're gonna know, they're gonna know, and suddenly, the, it's the headmaster, by the way, the headmaster is um, calling names, is like, oh, how about, and I look up and I go, oh, I'm like relieved, but upset at the same time, because I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm not gonna get freaking murdered by the statue, but damn I have to go up there and then they're gonna know that I'm not magical (laughs) so (laughs) I don't know what would have been better but I I like do the walk of shame and mind you I walk up there and I can hear all these students whispering about me because the way I look right I still only have one shoe (laughs) I still literally have only one shoe on so I'm like I waddle up there and I sit down and they put the sorting hat on me and the sorting hat goes wow, you look good. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> and everyone in the audience is like, <gasps> you need to leave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they're like shocked. They're like, <gasps> how vulgar. And I'm like, fuck you guys. This is a dream. I don't care anymore. I'm over it. Right. And the sorting hat starts doing this thing being like, uh, sorting me. And suddenly it, the sorting hat goes really quiet, eerily still. And goes, no, no, no. I must, I must try again. This, the results are incorrect. And I'm like, what did the results say? And he goes, it's nonsense. So you don't need to know. And I'm like, oh, okay, damn. So it starts sorting again, asking me questions. And the questions range from like, you know, the questions you get when you do like in the MBTI uh, test being like, when you make a decision, do you do it logically or do you do it this way? Like those type of questions to like what I like on my toes. <laughs> so like that, those, those are the questions I'm dealing with. So I answer some more questions and then it goes quiet. And he's like, wrong, wrong, wrong. This is all wrong. And the headmaster's like, what's the matter? And he goes, this is, this is impossible. This, this, this can't be, this can't be what's happening. This is all wrong. And I'm like, just tell us and then we'll see. And he goes, no, 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 no. I must, I must try again. I must sort again. And so again, for the third time, it asks me questions after questions. 
and I answer all the questions and it goes silent and he goes three times in a row then it must be true it must be true I never make a mistake more than once and the headmaster is like what is it what is it what is she tuned to and I'm like yeah what the fuck is it like tell me because <laughs> you're gotta freak me out and he's like stars she's attuned to the stars and everyone of course gasped they're like <gasps> and i'm like <laughs> obviously my dumbass. and i was like i'm good at astrology <laughs> thanks and he's like no you imbecile Ugh. unfortunately this is rosewell's academy's first student to ever be attuned to the stars and everyone starts clapping. And I don't know why they're clapping because I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> and the headmaster cuts it off. Like. And looks at that sorting hat and he goes, are you positive? Are you 100% sure? And the sorting hat's like, I've never been more sure in my life. And so the headmaster's like, then we must, we must test this. And I'm like. Testis, what do you exactly mean by that? <laughs> and before I can finish my sentence, you know what this bitch did? Guess what this bitch did? If you guessed throw a giant flaming ball of fire at my face, you guessed correctly. Because that's what this freaking headmaster did. Just threw a giant flaming ball at my face. And so it came zooming at me. And so what did I do? I screamed and covered my face with my hands because I didn't want to fucking die. Even though, how well, you're a fucking idiot. Obviously, you're going to die from that. Like, what did your hands... What did you think? What was I thinking? Anyways, so she chucks this flaming fireball at me. I cover myself and scream. And like brace for impact. But then when nothing happens, I look around and I see the room is flooded with this bright light. And when it finally dims, the ball has disappeared. The fireball is gone. It has dissipated. And everyone is looking at me and they're like, whoa. And that's when it clicks into my head that this is not a dream. This is actually happening. <laughs> Toto, I don't think we're in AMDA anymore. And that is where I'm going to stop the dream for now. Technically, it's supposed to go on a little bit longer, but I realize this episode is going to be really long. So I think instead of making this four parts, I'll make it five. So that's that's where I'm going to stop for today. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy it. I really like this dream. I think it's pretty cool. One of the first dreams... I've had in a while where I'm the main character. You know, I'm having my little main character moment, which <laughs> almost never happens. Let me know what element you think you would be attuned to, right? I personally think I would be attuned to, besides like what the dream tells me, I think I would be attuned to air magic. I feel like I'm very much an air person. I'm very whimsical. I'm very like bleh, eccentric, I guess. But yeah, thank you so much for staying up with us. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at underscore it's just a dream podcast. That's where you're going to get a bunch of polls, bloopers, 
uh, cute photos of me. <laughs> Uh, you also get updates. So if something like this happens again, where I'm having issues with my editing software or just issues with episodes or have to take a break, you'll get to know everything there on my Instagram. So check it out. If you have any crazy or wild dreams that you want us to analyze, email them to us at it's just a dream podcast two at gmail.com. Again, it's just a dream podcast two at gmail.com. And we might share them in future episodes. You can also send us a voice message directly on Anchor if you want to tell your dreams that way or if you just want to say hi. As always, that link will be in the description box below. Make sure you also check out those links to help out with what's going on with Ukraine. I've also added some other things that are going on around the world that you can help with as well. It's important to stay educated with what's going on with the world and help any way you can. Remember that there's always a way to help. You just have to be willing to look for it. Yeah, I think that's all I have to tell you. Um, it's good to be back. I can't wait to continue this series and other things. And yeah, with all that being said, sweet dreams, sleep tight. I love you. Good night. We'll see you soon. Till we dream again. Bye-bye. Thank you.